ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. All right, Cynthia, let's do a deep dive into all the one, two, three, four, five, six. Right? Six? Yes. Six games. There we go. Count them, Anita. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, let's do a deep dive. What, what, by the way, what are they calling? They're calling this like super wild card weekend, right? Yep. Super. Because we got six now because of the extra playoff team. <laughs> so super wild card weekend. All right. Let's dive into the six games. Let's start first and foremost. The Seattle Seahawks uh, going to San Francisco. Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is favored by nine and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. What's your play here, Chica? Well, I'm looking at Elijah Mitchell particular numbers because when I'm looking at Mitchell, it's kind of interesting to see that since 2021, no player has more yards after the after contact on each rush, so per rush, than him. And I don't know if necessarily they'll be thinking about him as much as Maybe they'll have their eye on, say, George Kittle, who had two touchdowns against them the last time they met up. So I'm in this game, and I'm, I'm really dialing in that particular number. I think it's probably going to be too low. So unless it's something like in the 50s, then I think I'm going to – I like that one a lot. And I also think that this is a game where if you look to see how much zone defense is played by the Seahawks, it's interesting because Brock Curry has done a really nice job against actually both man and zone. And so I'm interested to see that number, too, because I think Brock Purdy throws for, you know, somewhere like 230, 240, something like that. So I'm looking more individuals in this because I do think it's a Seahawks win. The number just seems a little too big for me for a playoff number. So um, so a few things. Number one, Elijah Mitchell, uh, his over-under rush total is 36 and a half. Over. <laughs> so you're not, you're not, you're not worried about... Christian McCaffrey and, and all the volume that he's going to get? I think there'll be enough volume for both of them. I also think that you want to say, okay, in this matchup, you know, look, it, it's, it, they, they've seen the Seahawks now twice. They've beaten the Seahawks twice. They have a lot of different looks in their arsenal. Let's say prioritize being healthy. And I think doing that means not over-utilizing or overworking Christian McCaffrey. 38 is not a lot. If the number were 50, I would say you guys stay away. But I think 38, something in the low, in the 40s, 50s is where he will end up. That's what, that's what I believe. Yeah, so again, Elijah Mitchell, 36 and a half uh, total rushing yards. And uh, Cynthia says, over, baby. Brock Purdy, boy, is he Purdy. Uh, folks might not be aware of this, but from, from the moment that he has uh, been under center starting for the 49ers, he has he's he's number one in so many statistical categories uh, with quarterbacks since he started with the 49ers. It's really, really unbelievable considering that he was Mr. Irrelevant over under 227 and a half passing yards. So you're saying over there as well, Cynthia, right? 
I am. I like the interesting part about this one is that if you look to see what he's done since becoming the starter, he actually has the most passing touchdowns using pre-snap motion or shift. So if you're looking to see, like, hey, this is like, dear Kyle Shanahan, thank you for making me awesome. Sincerely, Brock Purdy, because that's really all about scheme, and that's something where the Seahawks have been susceptible against such motions and that type of scheming. All right, uh, game number two on Saturday. It's the evening game, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. The Chargers going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're coming to Florida, uh, and they are favored, the Chargers are, by two. The over-under is 47.5. What's your play here, or plays? My play in this one is to take the the Jags. I think they win outright in the upset. I'm not looking at, I'm not overvaluing week three. I don't think that it's going to be this route like last time. The Chargers are significantly healthier. I still think, though, that the difference now has been how they've been able to get – actually, in this last one, you did see multiple touchdown passes to different receivers. I think that the trick that they've been able to pull off is using play action, targeting different pass catchers, and getting Trevor Lawrence to stay away from pressure. Yes, Cam Robinson is not playing a left tackle, and that is not ideal for anyone, really. But at the end, well, I guess if you're, it, it is if you're a Chargers, if you're hoping the Chargers win. But the reality is, is I also seen a number of, you know, injuries to the, the Joey Bosa, whether or not he's hurt or not, or dressed, he did appear on the injury report earlier this week. So I don't know. I think it's going to be tougher if they get play action going and you know you can run on the Chargers. And Travis Etienne has showed you that. So I actually think the, Jar- the Jags pull off the upset here. Whoa, and you could get the Jags on the money line at plus 115, just FYI. Let's go. So if you want to so keep your stinking two points and play them on the money line, it's plus 115. On Sunday, we kick it off with the Miami Dolphins, the Mammals, heading to the Northeast, taking on a Buffalo Bills team in frigid, freezing conditions, snow expected, you know, all the things, Cynthia, all the yeah. things. Um, this is a Buffalo Bills team. Now they're favored by 13 because Skylar Thompson yeah. is going to get the start. No Tua, no Teddy Bridgewater. So that line now has jumped. For, it, was, it was nine earlier today. It's jumped up to 13, Cynthia. Over-under is 47. Uh, what, what plays out here for you? Well, look, it's not good for the Dolphins fans. Like, obviously, you know, look, if, you want, if you're looking for – if you're hoping for a playoff win – it seems very unlikely given the challenges. Plus, the O-line has been banged up. Plus, I mean, there's just a ton of different things that are at play here. I will say something that's interesting about this defense for the Dolphins is that they've only allowed one deep reception top touchdown, deep receiving touchdown, so 20-plus air yard touchdown this season, which is tied for the best in the league in the past two seasons, in fact. Um, one deep receiving touchdown is, like, really, really, really interesting. So if you're thinking about maybe, like, you know, what a Stephon Diggs would do if you're playing daily fantasy, just remember that they're not going to pop probably need those deep passing touchdowns. So potentially that limits the upside of a guy like Stephon Diggs for daily fantasy. But I think that what you'll see in this one is probably another Dawson Knox touchdown. I like the opportunity of them using him They'll target that linebacker level of the defense and keep Josh Allen out from throwing interceptions. Josh Allen actually has five red zone interceptions this season. One thing I'll be watching from the Bills is to make sure they can keep everybody clean and not get themselves in that weird pressure situation. you got to stop throwing turnovers to go deep in this playoff. 
I like that. Um, I've actually, I already put in a bet in uh, Knox touchdown and Bills win outright. And I got that, I want to say at plus 110 or, or something like that. Um, so, so I'm with you there. Um, and then, um, and then let's look at game number two. I'm excited for this one. The Giants going up against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings at home getting three. The over-unders at 48. Cynthia, I feel that the Giants should have won in week 16. Of course, what are you going to do? A block punt, uh, unfortunately, against them. And, of course, uh, then the 61-yard field goal by the Minnesota Vikings. <coughs> can, the, can the Vikings pull it off again? Uh, I, I actually like the Giants getting the points. What say you? Oh, I'm totally with you. I think, actually, the Giants win this one straight up. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. popular in Minnesota. Vikings fans already think I hate them. I don't hate them. I just don't value the fact that, like, with the, the significant pressure percentage differential with the quarterback. I think Justin Jefferson, if he doesn't win offensive MVP, like offensive player of the year, I then the, the, the voters are wrong. But at the end of the day, you know, you need to be able to – Kirk Cousins needs to get him the ball. So I'm looking at this game, and I'm looking at the fact that last time you already saw Justin Jefferson have a very nice stat line in their last matchup, and the Giants were still in it. Also, for whatever reason, they decided to give Saquon Barkley and this offense like a ton of light box. Saquon Barkley had 14 rushes against the light box, or 10 of his 14 rushes came against the light box. Uh, okay, give him a light box all the time. You know what Brian Dable's going to do? He's going to say run. So when I'm looking at this game and also the emergence of, like, Isaiah Hodgins, who obviously Dable knows from the from his Bills past, but I'm looking at all of those things, and I actually think that the Giants are poised to pull off the upset. I might take the three points just because I like a little insurance, but I think that this one is, is a really interesting game, and I think, the Giants, I think the Giants pull off the upset. I like it. I like it. Lockstep with you. Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joining us here on uh, on ESPN Radio. Uh, breaking down all six uh, super wild card weekend games. Uh, the evening super. game on Sunday is the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and of course, uh, not expecting uh, um, Lamar Jackson to start. And at the end of the day, and let, let me give it out right now before we start really breaking this down. Cincinnati is favored by eight and a half at home. The over under is 40 and a half earlier today. This was seven under it's moved up a point and a half. Um, but with that being said, like at, at the end of the day, Cynthia, even if Lamar Jackson was healthy enough to start and play, I don't know if he would be the best option considering he hasn't practiced in five weeks. And the last time he played in, in a game was December 4th. So um, yeah. how, how are you playing this one? I'm staying away from this one because it's now gotten too rich for my blood. Also, look, I, I know Mark Andrews is back allegedly and same with JK Dobbins allegedly, but like, I don't know what they're going to be able to do in this situation, given that we've seen some, I mean, you've just seen a lot of different injuries all over kind of the offense and the defense. I don't trust their injury report till 90 minutes before the game. So, and not because I think they're trying to be shady. I just think that they're in that precarious situation where guys are like 60%, like other than Roquan Smith, you know, and, and their defense has played well, they're still, their secondary is super susceptible. I just think this is a game that I think 40 is probably, honestly, about right. I'm a little surprised this ended up being the night game because I don't think it will be the most interesting game of the day. But, you know, I, I don't know how that all works with the schedule. But, you know, I, I, I'd like to see Lamar, but I, I think we'll have to wait until next season to, to see Lamar on whatever team he's on, be it the Ravens so, or so you So you have no play here. You're not, you, no, no play in the game, no prop bet, nothing. 
I mean, the, the one thing that I like is I think that there's probably a really good opportunity here to see a little bit more from T. Higgins. I think they're going to, you know, you saw him be targeted last game. I think T. Higgins, this is a contract year. It's been a very emotional few weeks. I think that maybe a T. Higgins, like, I like the idea of a T. Higgins touchdown in this one. Not to say that Jamar Chase won't be awesome because Jamar Chase is awesome, but I think that, you know, you gotta you got to, going into these, you know, deeper playoff runs, I think, like, you know, get that connection back so that it's up. you got all your pass catchers in re- ready and in form. I like it. I like it. I like where you're going with that. Last but not least, on Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys going against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay uh, home dogs at two and a half. The over-under is 45 and a half. Dak Prescott has just looked god awful this season. I'm I'm leaning towards the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't the Tampa Bay Bucks haven't done much either, but nonetheless, um, you know the way that Dak's been playing and the injuries that they have, I'm leaning towards the Tampa Bay Bucks. The over under is forty five and a half. What's your play here? You re- you ready for this one? I have. I'm glad we're not we're not on in Dallas, right? Like because I'm I mean, we're on in you know L A, New York, like things like that, right? Because Dallas is going to hate me, and Michael Irvin's going to hate me too. But I have Tampa Bay upsetting Dallas in this one, and I actually think Sean Payton becomes the coach there come like Tuesday morning. So you know, look, like the the reality of the situation is Dak Prescott's from 15 interceptions, which is tied for the league lead. And remember, he missed a bunch of games with an injury, so that is a problem. It's also a problem that's compounded by the fact that. When you look to see, the, the, this team kind of goes the way the pressure goes. And whoever wins that pressure battle, well, you think, oh, Micah Parsons, the interior of this O-line for the Bucks is susceptible. Yeah, they absolutely are. But the tackles are not. And I think those tackles and them being in place is a huge difference maker in this matchup. And I think that the Bucks do just enough with their run game to get their pass game going. And we see that connection from Mike Evans. We you know, Trayvon Diggs can jump his route, and they're missing a corner. They've been missing him for a while now. And if you get that kind of, okay, come in, get rid of Chris Godwin, try to bracket him, bring in some extra men to defend him, oh, then you got to worry about Mike Evans over your head. So I think this is like a GOAT winning and, and keeping the, you know, the Cowboys have not won a road playoff game since 1992, and I don't think it happens t- this week. Yeah, and isn't Tom Brady 7-0 and against the Dallas Cowboys, right? So, uh, yes, so just out of this is forty-eight start, forty-eight—that's bananas. Playoff start. <laughs> it is. It is bananas. Uh, really quick, when you said you think Sean Payton will be the head coach come come <laughs> Tuesday morning, you're talking about for the Dallas Cowboys, right? That's right. I mean, look, it's spicy, but I think that I think this is like, look, if anyone wants to win, it's Jerry Jones. So I and Sean Payton is the hottest name. Everybody's trying to interview him. And he's going to be the, the, the prize possession coach. So if somehow Dallas doesn't win, I think that I, that could happen. I mean, whatever. I think it's, maybe I just want a little bit of mayhem and fun, but I think it could be fun. Uh, before I let you go, um, regard to uh, futures bets, right? Like, so just full disclosure, um, I, I picked the Chargers and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I got that at 90 to 1 before the season began. Right now, right now, I'm looking at Eagles 49ers to rep the NFC at two to one. I'm looking at Cincinnati and KC to rep the AFC at plus three ten. Those are some right where I sit right now. This is this is what I'm feeling. What about you? Well, I I like where your head's at. I think it's interesting to pick. Like you know, obviously to me, it's some permutation of you know Buffalo. Cincinnati or the Chiefs, and I have the Chiefs as most likely. So 
very, very interesting on all three of those. And for me, it's the Niners that are the most likely. I did a bunch of math, and my math kind of pointed out that, like, actually, it's weird, but the Niners, you know, they have if, – if they make it to the Super Bowl, they win more often than if the Eagles do. So it's Niners or Eagles for me there, and it's, and it's uh, one of the three for the AFC. Great stuff as always, Cynthia. Thank you so much. Uh, you rock, girlfriend. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Talk to you next week. Again, uh, you can see, of course, uh, Cynthia Freeland uh, each and every day on the NFL Network, and she does a phenomenal job. So breaking it all down for us as well. Uh, again, I'll open up the phone lines. Uh, is there a pick? Is there a play that you have conviction on? I'd love to hear from you. 877-710-3776 as we head, of course, into uh, the postseason. We come back. I'll have some more picks and plays for you. Also, uh, we've got golf season that kicked off in Hawaii. So it's uh, leg two of the Hawaiian tour, uh, the Sony. And so that that uh, tea time is, is tomorrow afternoon. Um, so, well, tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that. I, I've got some golf plays for you as well. And, and, and Andre Snellings is going to join us on the program as well. We'll talk some NBA, getting you some NBA picks ready for tomorrow night and some NBA futures as well. So still a lot more coming your way. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA getting you ready for super wild card weekend let's go to our phone lines we've got Dwayne calling in from anaheim Dwayne, welcome in welcome into 710 esp in la how you doing tonight hi and yeah great listening to the show but uh seattle's gonna get blown out this week by the niners because they cheated in that game well they didn't cheat the officials did there was two huge calls that they missed running into the punter against the rams that extended a seattle drive he was obviously pushed into there. Everybody saw that. And then also there was the uh, play where Ramsey, they said he decked uh, Gino on the sidelines, uh, but he was just standing there defending his area. And I thought those two plays in particular cost Detroit a chance to get into the playoffs. Well, a few things, Dwayne. I do agree with you. I, I thought the I thought the call on um, on Ramsey was bogus. Um, I did not yeah. agree with that call. So, I, I totally, totally agree with you. But the Rams were in a position where they they could have won if Baker Mayfield would have underthrown. Was it was it Atwell? Yeah. Who, 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 I'm trying to think. Yeah. Who was the wide receiver? Uh, Jefferson. Okay, if, if he would not have underthrown Jefferson. Like the game would have been and, and 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 by the way, I I had the Rams winning. I had the Rams. I had them on the money line. I took them with the points. I thought the Rams would would beat. Um, I I thought the Rams would beat uh the uh the the, the Seattle Seahawks this week. Um, That's it. well, at least you got the points though because they did cover in that that area. Yep. But, plus uh, five. Uh, I just plus five. Plus five and a half in some places. Yep. Yeah, I thought if pay. 
if Baker had played in even a halfway decent game, the Rams would have won. But that's not neither here nor there. But I feel sorry for Detroit. They should be in the playoffs. But I think Seattle's going to get absolutely blitzed by the Niners this week. That 49er defense is ferocious. And uh, I think they'll take them out easily. Dwayne, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening to Bet LA. Um, and, and I think you very well could be right. Uh, yeah. but, but, you know, at, at the same time, this is, this is a division game and this will be the third time these two teams face each other. So, and, and when that happens, you know, teams typically, they, 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 they know each other extremely well. And so th- this could be a different animal. This definitely could be, and here's another thing that I find interesting is, is how many, how many games are we going to see this week where teams have already played each other once uh, or, or twice already this season? A lot. Uh, like, you know, when, almost when all of them, at, I think. Right. When you, when you look at, when you look at the slate of games, you know, Seattle and, and the 49ers in the same division, Miami and the Bills in the same division, Ravens and Cincinnati in the same division. Um, the Cowboys in the Bucks, they played each other in week one. Um, the, uh, the Chargers and the Jags played each other in week three. So, yeah, I, I mean, these are, these are teams that have, have, have played each other already. So, uh, you know, especially you play a, t- a team twice, uh, they, you, they become uber, uber familiar with the tendencies in, in, Here's another thing. Keep this in mind with the 49ers coming in. Let's be honest. And with all due respect, Tyler, I know you're a fan of the team, but like what what are the realistic expectations for the 49ers coming in? Like, look, I think everybody's nobody, expecting, nobody's nobody's expect, nobody's I think expecting everybody's with Dwayne. Let's be real. Everybody's with Dwayne. Right. Everybody's watched this Niners team tear every single opponent apart. You know, sands, maybe two or three, but they are on such a tear right now they are they are riding this wave that is just having them sweep one team to the next and so yeah it's easy to say that the it's easy to say uh, <laughs> that the that the 49ers are going to steamroll Seattle but a lot of people aren't taking into account like you said the fact that this is now their third time meeting this season the amount of footage that they have to review the amount of plays that they're going to be prepared to face it's it's all of these contributing factors that make me feel like Seattle actually has a shot. Of course, it's easy to say, you know, the way that the Niners are playing right now, they they appear to be unbeatable. But there's a lot of this team that's been exposed to Seattle. And it's not like they're not going to go back and review footage and prepare for what they've already seen. Yeah. You know, so you, you definitely got to you definitely got to keep that in mind. And, and again, I find it really interesting that all the teams on the slate have faced each other at least once already, if not twice. And you've, you've, you've got to, you've got to keep that in mind. Um, okay. When we come back uh, again, I will share with you uh, how my play in Miami and the bills, the Ravens and, um, and this, and the, and the Cincinnati Bengals, as well as the bucks and, and the Dallas Cowboys. Also there is golf to be played. That's right. Uh, round two, or I not round actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, tournament two, uh, over there in Hawaii round one tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Um, so when we come back, I'll give you some picks and some plays. Who do I like heading into the Sony open? 
uh, taking place, second leg in Hawaii, I'll share with you as well when we get back. Anita Parks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one, one week season uh, from here on out. It's winter go home. We understand that. Um, at the end of the day, you know, come Sunday, it's... The only thing that matters is scoring more points than the other team. So, um, you know, trying to have a good week of practice, putting our, our best foot forward, making sure that we're holding ourselves to our own standard, um, you know, and obviously taking it day by day. But, um, you know, everything that we're doing is is in hopes to, to win on Sunday. As Josh Allen uh, talking about the Buffalo Bills and, um, you know, obviously their quest to uh, to to try to win in advance. Uh, they are favored by 13 now with the news that uh, Skylar Thompson is going to start for uh, the Miami Dolphins. Um, weather conditions are not going to be great. Cold, below freezing, snow, and now the Dolphins traveling there with a, a third-string quarterback. Uh, this will be the third time these two teams have faced each other, one-in-one, uh, one, each winning at home. But I, I just I don't... I know we heard from Fat Jack earlier. I don't like laying the 13. How am I going to play this? I'm with Cynthia. I like I like Daniel Knox. He's got a touchdown in his last four straight straight games for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and Miami, not great against uh, opposing tight ends. Ranked 28th in the NFL against tight ends. So how am I playing this? Daniel Knox, anytime touchdown, and the Buffalo Bills winning and you could get that at minus 115. Minus 115. Daniel Knox touchdown and the Buffalo Bills winning at minus nine, minus 115. Let's listen in. Uh, this is um, Joe Burrow speaking to the media earlier this week. We're excited. I know, I know the fans will come out ready to go. Uh, that, that atmosphere on that Monday night game that we didn't unfortunately end up playing, that was the best atmosphere pregame I'd ever been a part of. So we're going to need that again on Sunday. Ever. Ever. So uh, Joe Burrow is talking about the excitement, obviously. And um, so uh, going up against the Ravens, same situation here for the Ravens. They're not coming in with their number one quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson, as of right now, no reports is that he's going to start. Looks like it's going to be Huntley. And Cincinnati, they've been rolling on all cylinders. Their offense, fourth in yards per play, six in points per drive. Joe Burrow has been a man possessed. But again, this is a rubber match. They went up against each other already twice this season, 1-1 on the season. Uh, The third time and against a division rival, do you want to lay the eight and a half? That's where it's at right now with the eight and a half. I don't. So how am I playing this? Very similar to how I'm playing the Buffalo Bills. Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown, and the Cincinnati Bengals winning at minus 125. That's how I'm playing it. So pretty much a a parlay with a a player prop along with the the Cincinnati Bengals winning. And Jamar Chase, um, second in red zone targets 
since week 13, since he returned, he is second in red zone targets. So that's how I'm playing that. Uh, last but not least, let's listen in. Uh, this is, uh, I'm, who do you guys have again for uh, Mike Evans? Perfect. Let's listen. This is Mike Evans with the, with the Bucks talking about the team chemistry right now heading into this matchup against Dallas. See, everybody's staying together. You know, we stay together, and we've been through tough times together. So we know how each other responds to, to moments like that. So, you know, we've been doing it all year. Um, our division helped us out by, you know, it was a, a low division this year as far as record. And um, you know, we just got the job done to punch our ticket. So Mike Evans uh, talking about getting the job done uh, ha- has been quite good as of late. Keep in mind, there were some reports out there that him and Tom Brady weren't on the same page, uh, had some issues, but now that has fallen by the wayside. And Dallas, they've given up 11 touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this season, and eight of those 11 have been to wideouts. Uh, And in fact, uh, they've given up 782 receiving yards to opposing wideouts this season. So, if there is a weak link to Dallas's defense, it's that. And the chemistry that we're seeing with Tom Brady and Mike Evans is pretty solid. On top of that, this is a Tampa Bay Bucks team. They have not been able to run the football. They just have not. So, But their running backs are a big part of the passing game. As of late, Tom Brady has been doing well in, in regard to, especially the, the two-minute offense for the Tampa Bay Bucks has been really, really sick. So how am I playing this? Um, that's a good question. I do believe the Bucks are going to win. I'll take the points. It's two and a half right now. I'll buy them up to three. Give me the Bucks at plus three. Also, I do like them on the money line at plus 120. Um, and, and I do like Tom Brady over passing attempts regard to that prop bet. Now that hasn't, it has not hit the board as of yet. Um, but as soon, but when it does pretty much, I'm, I'm probably going to play the over there, uh, with Tom Brady, just because I do believe they're going to pass the ball a lot against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, really quick. We've got about three minutes before we take our next break. And of course, Andre Snelling's is going to join us on the show. Uh, We'll talk some NBA, getting you ready for NBA action, heading into Thursday, some futures bets as well. But uh, you've got got the Sony Open that's kicking off tomorrow. It's the second leg happening in Hawaii. What are the metrics you need here in this tournament? Uh, Driving accuracy is really important. you got to hit those fairways more so than driving distance. Strokes gained off the tee, and strokes gained on approach anywhere between 125 to 225 out. And putting probably is the most important metric why the previous five winners have been in the top six in putting average coming into this tournament. So putting obviously is is key. So who do I like here? Well, um, Tom Kim has just been... Fantastic. He's played in three events so far this season. Uh, He's got two wins on tour in his career. Uh, Finished top five last week in Hawaii. And this course really fits him and his game to a T, no pun intended. His accuracy off the tee 
and uh, and his iron play and his approach shots are, are really tremendous. So I do like Tom Kim to p- potentially win, and you could get that at 11 to 1. To finish in the top 5 is plus 250. To finish in the top 10 is plus 130. Another guy that I'm looking at is Corey Connors, Canadian, coming in. His short game, his ball striking, hands down one of the best in on, on tour, especially his iron play. And the last three times he's teed it up here, he's finished in the top 12. So Corey Connors to win 22 to one to finish in the top five, uh, five to one for him to finish in the top 10 plus 240. And you could actually get him to finish in the top 20 at plus money at plus 115. Uh, that might be the best bet. I- I'm telling you, the last three times Corey's teed up here, he's finishing in, in the top 12. So if you could get him in the top 20 at plus 115, I do like it. I also like Sun JM, Hoagie, Harmon as well. Just a few guys I'm going to be putting some coin on as they tee off tomorrow. Everybody, I want to thank you so much uh, for uh, for listening, but we still have one more segment to go, so stay tuned. Of course, we have Andre Snellings who's joining us next. Let's talk some NBA before we sign off tonight here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We've spent a lot of time today talking about the NFL and why not. It is super wild card weekend, but let's switch gears. Andre Snellings joins us now. He's one of my uh, colleagues on all our gambling platforms on ESPN. And let's talk a little NBA. So Andre, welcome in. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Wednesday's a big night of NBA action, so I'm in my element. There you go. There you go. Let's look ahead, right? Let's look ahead to Thursday night. Hopefully, let's try to help the win, the, the people win some money. Um, and oh, yeah. and let's start. Uh, let Let's start with the Lakers. Obviously, you know we're, we're on here in LA. Uh, they are hosting the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they are getting three. Over under hasn't hit yet, uh, but nonetheless, how are you playing this tomorrow night? I'm going to um, take the three and take the Lakers. Um, all of that's with the assumption that LeBron James is going to play. He sat out the last game, but the game he sat out would have been their third game in four nights. And so now he's had almost a week of rest. And if he's back, um, the Lakers are playing at a high level right now. The Mavs are actually on a two-game losing streak. And so um, with, with two teams that I feel like are playing at a similar level, I'll take the points. I- and I know, I know we're going to get into some future bets in, in, in just a minute. So actually I'm going to, let's, I want to, I want to stick to, to these spreads uh, for tomorrow, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm really curious to get your thoughts on, uh, on some futures bets. And, and I want to ask you what your thoughts are on the Lakers, but let's, let's shelf that for a second. Some other games tomorrow, you've got uh, the OKC, the Thunder going up against the 76ers, 76ers at home favored by nine. The Hornets going up against the Raptors. The Raptors are, are at home. They're favored by seven and a half. Uh, but a little bit later on, you've got the Cleveland Cavaliers going up against the Portland Trailblazers. Cleveland on the road, favored by two and a half. Are you feeling this Cleveland team? Because I certainly am. I certainly am. Um, and, and the spread is actually widening it a little bit. Um, it was one and a half about an hour ago. 
But I still like the Cavs, even given two and a half. They're just a better team, and they're playing better. Um, the Trailblazers have lost four games in a row. They're two and eight over their last ten. And even though they're playing at home, this Cavaliers team is just they, – they have the type of game to travel because they have a strong defense, especially from the interior. And then they've got excellent uh, scorers and, and creators on, on the perimeter. So I like them to be just too much for the Trailblazers to handle. So I'll, I'll give the points to take them. All right, so you're on the Lakers at home as a home dog. You're on the Cavs, and those are the games tomorrow. There's some, there's some player props that you like. Um, let's start first and foremost with uh, Siakam. Over 25 and a half points. Uh, the over, it, over under, of course, and, and that's at minus 115. Like I said, the Raptors at home going up against the Hornets. Are you over or under and why? I'm over because Siakam has just been on a scoring tear and it's interesting to me that the line is still at 25.5 for him because if you look at his last 12 games, he scored at least 25 points in 10 of them. So it's, it's like it, it would almost be an upset for him to not score 25.5 points. And he's playing a Charlotte team that's fast-paced and not very good on defense. And so I, I see him being able to get to the cup at will and, uh, and putting up a big number on the board. LaMelo Ball, 23.5 points over under as well in this matchup. Yeah, um, the, the, the same game. Um, I like Ball over 23.5 points, and I also like him over, um, you know, 30, 32.5 combined uh, points and assists. Uh, Ball has been a double-double machine lately, and he's always the, the primary scoring option of the team. So, you know, in his last, what, seven games, he's uh, been – about 25 and, and nine on the regular on average. And so I, I look for him to continue that. He's got too much of a size matchup against the Raptors backcourt, and he should just be able to get his shot at will. One last player prop you like, and this is in the 76ers game. They are home taking on OKC in bead over 31 and a half points. That's a big number. Are you on the over or the under there for Embiid? I'm going over um, because it's not a big number for him. It's another one where the line is so far under the way. So Embiid had to miss three games of action, right? Mm -hmm. But before he got hurt, he had scored at least 35 points in five of his last six games. He was out for three games, and he came back and immediately dropped 36. So that gives him six of his last seven games he's had at least 35 points. And, you know, again, he's facing an opponent that just doesn't have anything for him in the middle. Um he should be able to score at will. The only thing that worries me is if the game becomes so much of a blowout that he comes out. But, I mean, they, they beat the Pistons by 31 the other day, and he still got his 36 points. So I, I like him to go over that line. Andre Snellings joining us here on Bet LA, getting you ready for NBA action tomorrow. I don't know about you, uh, super wild card weekend. Can't get here fast enough, but hopefully we're helping people win some money so that they can go into Saturday and Sunday uh, in the green and not the red. Let's look at some of the NBA futures out there as we get closer, of course, to the postseason. And in the Atlantic Division, Celtics uh, favored by minus 550. What does that mean? It means you have to lay $550 down just to win 100. Uh, the Nets plus 340 now that KD is out for a few weeks. Some concern there. 76ers sitting at 14 to 1. Uh, the Knicks. Um, <laughs> the Knicks are 130 to one. Uh, the Raptors are 700 to one. 
Uh, with that being said, the 76ers, this is an eye that you, this is a game, this is a team I should say that you're eyeing to potentially win the Atlantic Division. Why? I am because if you look at the standings, even with all the injuries the 76ers have had, um one of their big 3 has been injured almost the entire season. And they're still only three and a half games behind the Celtics, as great as the Celtics have played. And if, you know, I'm a, a numbers guy, I'm an analytics guy. And so if you look at ESPN's um, analytics, that uh, uh, BPI, the Basketball Power Index, they've got the Celtics as the number one team in the NBA, but they've got the 76ers as the number two team in the NBA. And so if you've got a team that good, and as you pointed out, they're 14 to one. You know, like, I, I think I could agree that the Celtics should maybe be favored to win the division, but it should come down to the wire. So if I can get a team that could win it at 14-1, to 1, yeah, sign me up. Um, let's take a look at what's going on in the Pacific, right? You've got the Warriors favored at plus 170. They play great at home, not so great on the road. The Clippers at plus 330. The Suns at plus 350. The Kings at plus 350. And the Lakers are sitting there at 12-1. to 1. Why should someone put their money on the Lakers to win the, the, the Pacific Division? It's incredible because so the mindset coming into the season was the Pacific was going to be one of the best divisions in, in the NBA. It was kind of like the AFC West in, in football. Like they were supposed to be the, the, the very competitive top-heavy conference. I mean, a division. But the Warriors have struggled on the road. The Suns have had injuries. They're struggling. The Clippers have been had injuries, and, and they're struggling. And you look up, the Lakers, after being written off at the start of the season, are only three games out of first place in their division. And Anthony Davis is expected back soon. Um, the last time Davis was healthy, they went on a, a win streak. Um, even with him out over this last month, they had gone on another win streak recently before LeBron started missing games. And they're a team that, you know, they're just not that far away from being a team that could win at, say, a 50-55 win pace. And that just could be enough to win the division where right now the Kings are in first, and I think the Lakers just have what it takes to overtake them. And, again, they've got long odds. So even if you think the Warriors or the Suns or the Clippers might, you know, get their act together and, and be the favorites, for the Lakers to be right there with them in the, in the, in the um, record – and have much longer odds. Uh, that, that that's the kind of thing that catches my eye. In the central, the Bucks favorite at minus two ten, Cavs plus one sixty, Pacers forty five to one, Bulls two fifty to one. Um, the Pistons. Let's not even go there. I do like the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers uh, to to win the central, and the fact that they're still at plus money at plus one sixty. I'm all over that. So are you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love the Cavs. So here's the thing. I think. Completely healthy, the Bucks are still the best team, in my opinion, in the NBA, the team to beat. But they haven't been completely healthy. Um, Chris Middleton, he, he, had, he didn't play. He came back for a few games, and now he's missed another 10, 15 games in a row. Um, and Giannis, the wear, it just seems to be wearing on him. Like for the third game in a row, he's not scoring anywhere near what he normally does. And they're also, and, and this is maybe underreported, the Bucks are the oldest team in the NBA by like a significant margin. And so they're a team that's won a championship in the last couple of seasons. They're focused on the postseason. They're trying to get healthy and fresh for the postseason. I don't even think they're really worried about winning that division. Meanwhile, the Cavs are young. They're all, you know, their best players are all at 25 and under. 
and they just have the energy and, and the vim and vigor and the desire to show that they deserve to be on this stage. So, yeah, I, I like them a lot to um, be the one that wins the division, even if I think ultimately the Bucks might be the better team in the postseason. Andre Snelling is joining us here on, on Bet LA. Before we let you go, uh, let's turn our attention to what's going on in the NFL. Again, super wild card weekend. You have a few prop bets that you like. Let's jump right to the first game on Sunday, and that's the Seattle Seahawks going up against the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, over 116 and a half rush, total yards, not rushing yards, total yards. He's utilized yes. big time. 10 touchdowns already this season since he's joined the 49ers. Uh, of course, Kyle Shanahan loves utilizing him. But why do you like the over at 116 and a half total yards for C-Mac? Yeah, because he is, as you just pointed out, um, he, he's like the favorite toy for, for Kyle Shanahan. He uses him. He's the favorite um, son. The, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he, he uses him in the rushing game and the passing game. And, and you know, this last game, the, uh, he didn't do much because they didn't need much um, to, to close out the season. But before that, he had gone over 116 combined yards in four of the previous five games, including the last time they played Seattle, where he combined for 138 yards. He almost had went over that mark in just rushing alone. And uh, Seattle, by the way, is in the bottom six in the NFL in yards allowed to the running back, both on the ground and in the air. So I, I just see McCaffrey having a field day. Last one for you before we let you go, and uh, that's the Monday night game. Tom Brady going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Over 42 and a half passing attempts for Tom Brady. Why is that? Because they that, that's what that's what they do. The the Bucks this season are <laughs> always exactly stuck in it. Um, right. You know, Brady has had at least 44 pass attempts. But again, before that last game, which doesn't really count. He had at least 44 pass attempts, and I'm sorry, at least 43 pass attempts in his previous six games. And so I, I don't see any reason that'll be different against the Cowboys team that if they get their act together, should be able to put the points on the board and, and make Tampa Bay have to pass to keep up. Love it. Andre, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Really do appreciate your time, my friend. Talking all things oh, NBA yeah. as well as sprinkling in a little NFL for us. Thank you so much. You have a great night. Yeah, you too. And who day? <laughs> who they who they um again andre snelling is joining us here on bet la uh, that concludes our show like i said a lot of nfl talk and of course why not again it is super wild card weekend i want to thank a variety of guests who joined us on the show daniel wade of course um mike DiRocco, who uh, broke down that jags preview for us that jags chargers game um, of course, Fat Jack, Jen Mueller, uh, who covers the Seattle Seahawks as well, getting us ready for that Seattle 49ers matchup, Cynthia Freeland. Uh, so jam-packed show, lots of fun. I want to thank our producers, as always, um, Tyler and Rebecca, who do a phenomenal job producing the show for us. Everybody, good luck this weekend, and we'll be back next week as well. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.